0: Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of Touched by Horse. I'm your co-host, Chris Angel, and I'm here with your host today, Michelle Seaton. Hi, Michelle.
1: Hi, Chris. How are you doing?
0: I'm great. Glad to be with you here. I can't wait to hear about all that you do in this world of equine gestalt coaching and uh, the people that you work with, etc. So let's first start with maybe even how you came into equine gestalt coaching. How did you find Touched by Horse and Melissa Pierce?
1: Okay. So we had actually moved from Michigan to Wyoming. And I was trying to just feel out what was out here, what was out west. Mm. And I went to the um, Equine Expo that is down in Denver. And I saw uh, Melissa Pearson. I forget what the title of of her um, seminar was. It wasn't with horses. It was just kind of in a room. But it had the word coaching in it. And I thought, well, you know, I have a lot of English background. I have different horses than quarter horses. And maybe I want to do some coaching, some instructional type thing for people here in Wyoming. And so when I sat through her seminar, it was not the kind of coaching that I was thinking of. Hmm. Um, we pulled a card from her deck and I thought, oh my gosh, what the heck? And-
0: Was that like gotten, a new thing for you? You're like-
1: It was totally new. I knew hippotherapy.
0: Yeah. I
1: didn't know anything about the other types of, of things that um, were offered out there. Yeah. Um, however, I had been witnessing things with my horses and my daughters Mm. um, and different people that I interacted with, with my horses, there was just this shift that happened a lot of times. So I knew there was something there. I just, I didn't know what it was called or if it was real or if I was just imagining it. And so Melissa put words (laughs) and uh, to all of that, that I'd been witnessing and, Mm. and Valid. You gave it validity, right? And said, "Yes, this is a real thing."
0: Yeah, it's something. This is like you're not crazy. This is like a thing.
1: Yeah, horses right? are making a difference in our lives. They're yeah. shifting our emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: that's amazing. So and then you went. Did you immediately go get certified as a, a equine? Well, instructor? that was
1: yeah. So the expo was in March of 2012, and I entered her program July of 2012. Wow. The very next class that was offered, yeah. I entered her program and graduated in September of 2014.
0: That's awesome. So, okay. So now I want to know how did, after going through that process, I imagine you, you having, it was new for you and you went through it and then Mm -hmm. all sorts of new ideas and possibilities opened up for what you wanted to do with horses and coaching. And
1: Absolutely. I had always done a natural horsemanship when I entered the horse world at 30 and started taking riding lessons. I, I did, I was always drawn to the more natural, to the more relationship based experience Mm -hmm. you could have with horses to begin with so this just melded everything together Mm -hmm. and i thought i looked back at the the stuff that our family had gone through Mm -hmm. and how horses had helped us and now i had validity and i had Mm -hmm. words to put to it and i thought if they can do that for my family i want to do that for others
0: perfect yeah that's perfect so actually that so what is the kind of work that you do who do you help and how do you partner with horses to well know? of
1: course i'm not going to turn anybody away but i really sure. go towards uh, people that have been bullied in their lives mm. um and the bullies themselves mm. that's a behavior that they're they've learned somewhere and they're yeah. using it as a coping mechanism to hide behind and mm. so our families uh, our family in particular is experienced. I think everybody has, you know, sure. high school and, and um, but it's so much broader than just that school age yeah. thing. It happens in workplaces. It happens in relationships, siblings, parents, and children. It's mm. on a lot of different levels. And so that's really what I'm drawn to is helping um, give people the tools that they need mm. to deal with it. You're not right. going to eradicate bullying. There's always sure. going to be bullies in the sure. world. Sure. Um, but giving you the tools, and if you are the bully, where did that come from? Why, find, like, why are you doing that?
0: Do you think bullies are, like, are they self-aware enough to go, like, hey, I don't want to be this way, and I, w- I want some, some different options?
1: Not always. Not always. It's just such a learned behavior. They may have wit- been, yeah. um, you know, they learned it in their own home, and it's just, just- yeah who they are. So bringing that awareness that, oh my gosh, when I say those things, it does mm. hurt people. Mm. Even yeah. if I say, oh, I was just kidding.
0: Right. It doesn't
1: take away the hurt.
0: Yeah. Interesting. I think probably too, as adults, we get into, uh, it's so easy to to picture the, the movie of bullying as a kid and like what it would mm-hmm. look like and sound like. And I think as we get into adults and the, the uh, interpersonal exchanges get a little more nuanced um, and sneaky. I mean, you know, like it just kind of sneaks into a conversation and maybe I don't even realize I'm bullying right. somebody.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But what does that look like? Like for somebody who, for the, uh, how, how do I say it? Like the subtle bullying, because then there's like the obvious examples, but then there's the subtle examples that still people make people feel small. So what do the subtle ones look like?
1: Um, subtle ones can just be, I mean, could be like asking a question like, well, did you, re- what were you really thinking? Or what were you doing? Um, oh, why did you sure. do it like, mm. like that? And it makes you question mm. yourself. And mm. if it's in a workplace, that mm. can be huge. If right. you have a superior that's saying, why did you do it like that?
0: Mm. Or right. what,
1: what were you thinking when you did that? And it's sometimes it's the tone more than yeah. the words. Yeah, yeah. And you start questioning yourself. Oh, I, you know, oh, I guess mm. I did that wrong. Right. And I'm not as good as I'm, I, I thought uh, I was. Yeah, and I it,
0: should, I should, it, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, and it, it, so it, it, it takes a, you know, a notch out of your self confidence.
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask, like, what is the, uh, what's the experience on the receiving end of bullying? Like, so it takes a notch out of yourself. It makes you question yourself. What other mm-hmm. things on the receiving end of bullying? Like, how do I know if I'm being bullied? Cause I think a lot of people just assume that that's, oh, well, it's just me. It's my, it's my fault. And it's my problem.
1: Right. You don't, you just say you're, you're the victim. Um, you know, a lot of times it can just, it, When you're on the receiving end of that, um, you shrink a little bit. Mm -hmm. You don't want to shine so brightly. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe you don't want to volunteer to do something even. Um, So you kind of stand back in the shadows and Mm -hmm. it's small. Right. And Mm. that's not serving you at all.
0: Um, That's really interesting. I think there's a lot of – okay, so thought process here. There's a lot of people who I think are living smaller lives than they'd like mm -hmm. to yeah and i wonder if there isn't some originating incident or some bullying memory they're bringing forward Mm -hmm. to protect themselves like if that might not be one of the biggest causes for why we live small lives is because we've been bullied
1: yeah and you you may have not even looked at it as bullying
0: right you
1: know um Mm. and and so you don't Mm. even recognize that Mm. that was an issue or trigger and and that's why that you're staying small
0: makes me think of like how you experience when you walked into melissa's um um session and you're like oh she's put, putting words to it if if not i'm having this moment right now where i'm like if we're not putting words to somebody feeling small they're like oh my gosh you're putting words to this feeling i've had and i didn't realize it was bullying but once mm-hmm. i can identify it once there are words to it like what do i do with it so i'm listening to this and i'm like oh my gosh maybe that was bullying what do i do now How do people well that?
1: one of the things is is just oh, the the awareness is the big thing hmm. you know and and voicing that hey, you know, when you said that, it kind of made me feel a certain way. Mm. And um, having a conversation with Mm. that person, you know, out and out bullying is huge, you know, and you know, it's happening to you. And so often it is hard to sit, stand up for yourself um, because that just makes you more of a victim. Um, But in those very subtle aspects in a relationship um, with a spouse or a parent to child or even siblings, Um, When it's that subtle bullying um, that's made you feel small or Mm -hmm. that you can't put yourself out there, what you can do is just have a conversation and say, you know what, I I didn't realize this, but this is is how it's feeling to me. Hmm. And just Mm -hmm. open up that conversation because like we said before, the person that's on the other side of it may not even realize that they're making that kind of impact on you.
0: Right how important is it to take action on that? Like it's one thing to uh, have the awareness of it. Oh, okay, well, that's what's going on right now. And then there's like the experience of yourself, I don't know, standing up for yourself or saying something. Is that important? Is it not important?
1: It's hugely important. And sometimes you can't say it to the person. Yeah, Um, You've got to find a way around it um, Mm -hmm. because it wouldn't be safe Mm. to to say it to the person. Got it, yeah. Um, But you've got to figure out... How can I be different? Hmm. How can and sometimes it's it is an avoidance, you know. How can I stay away from a certain topic or hmm. how can I stay away from um, interacting with that person alone? Um, lots hmm. of different tools. Boundaries are huge, and and hmm. that's where the horses come into play so often. Is they help us set boundaries, and yeah. they'll just step all over your boundaries, and that's often what t- is allows you to become a victim is that mm. you haven't set boundaries. Mm. You haven't created that right? bubble around yourself mm-hmm. that, right. that says, Hey, don't go there.
0: What does it mean when the horses are stepping all over your boundaries? Like how, do, what do you mean? How does that happen?
1: They literally walk into you, bump you. They might cross your path. If you're walking in a circle um, in the round pen or moving, they might actually block you and make you change direction. Yeah. Um, so they they physically do step into your space.
0: And they're doing that as like a, a, in support of you finding your voice. It's not like, you know, horses are bullies. Horses are bullies. Yeah, creatures. no, they're the,
1: yeah, they're they're mimicking a behavior and going, "Oh, wow, this person doesn't have any boundaries. I'm just going to see how far I can push that." Interesting. And yeah. then you create physically and emotionally and mentally how how can i create a boundary so that that big animal doesn't come into my space
0: yeah i actually love that because um it's a in a controlled environment where i'm able Mm -hmm. because you're there right as a coach and you're partnering 100 yeah yes to to help facilitate this moment where somebody gets to know themselves as powerful Mm -hmm. they're setting a boundary with a a large animal
1: right yeah and and it's how often and my question as a coach is to them is how often do you feel stepped on? How often mm-hmm. do you feel like somebody has come into your space without permission?
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 And so then they set the boundary. Do do you find that the horses respond once they set boundaries?
1: They do, absolutely. It's mm-hmm. like they've created this imaginary bubble and the horse is like, yep, I can respect that.
0: Huh. That's so cool. What a cool experience to be able to be like, okay. I'm going to set a boundary and then it works. Like I think sometimes mm-hmm. maybe in life, we try to muster the courage for setting a boundary and we, but we do it meekly. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is we get stepped on with other humans because we didn't set the boundary, but to do it with a, a large animal, like a horse, right. it gets respected. And now I know myself as someone who can produce a result. Right. That's a reaffirming experience.
1: Yeah. And knowing how it feels in your body mm. when you set yeah. that boundary, because you can say, I'm, I'm going to draw a line in the sand. Mm-hmm. But if you don't do it with all of you, right, all of your being, right, then it's just words, and the horses blow right through that.
0: Yeah, totally. And so do humans. I mean, Mm -hmm. how many times is like, I'm really gonna do it this time. I'm really gonna do it this time, and then, and then it just, it just, and it's not your fault. It's just that there's, like you said, I think I love that. That's why I love that there's this an experience you can have. To set a boundary and then feel it in your body, like you're saying, somatically mm-hmm. you integrate that in a way that you're like, oh, this is what that feels like. Now, when you go out in the real world with other humans, mm-hmm. you have that to, to draw on. Wow. Absolutely. That's amazing. I love it. Tell me a little bit about, um, so I was looking at your website and you talk about alignment a lot and um, being congruent or incongruent. Talk, talk to me a little bit about how we find that congruence with ourselves.
1: Um. So- as i've been a massage therapist for a number of years actually 15 years wow. um, and th- so often in my sessions with m- massage clients i they would have pain hmm. or they would have there would be something going on and what often it was an injury it was a sure. post surgical or a real injury but sometimes it was just pain that was there and they didn't understand why it was there or why they couldn't get rid of it and it was because there was this breakdown um, between body, mind, and spirit. Mm-hmm. And if I could meld all of that together, bring awareness, um, the pain would dissipate a lot of oh. times, if not completely go away. And so, uh, again, with the coaching, it's, it's figuring out where am I out of sync? Mm. You know, my body is out of sync because I've... Um, lost touch with spirit, or I'm living a lie, mm. um, all kinds of different things like that. And so yeah. when you have that awareness mm-hmm. and you can figure out ways to bring it all together, then we become in alignment and oh. we're more congruent and and happier and more peaceful.
0: Is it, um, I want to be sensitive with this, but is it is it fair to say that when we live inside of a bullying relationship, that we're not being authentic to ourselves, or we're not in alignment.
1: We're not because we're being dishonest to ourselves, right? right. And and to the world, and to the person that is is bullying us. Mm. Um, and with right. that dishonesty, it just mm. our heart and our mind are not in alignment anymore.
0: Right. So how do how do we? Um, what are some ways to get back in alignment? Because I think I think that's at the core of even deciding that I want to stand up for myself is, to start, is starting to have awareness of like, I could live in, that that's an option, number one, that I could mm-hmm. live in an alignment and that I could um, feel powerful and, and self-expressed and all that. Um, how, how do we start to move that direction?
1: Awareness is the first key. Okay. Um, and coming to terms with the fact that I'm out of alignment or I'm living a lie or I'm in a bad relationship, whatever that it is. Yeah. Um, you have to, you have to own it. You have to come to terms with it and then make that choice of what do I want to do about it?
0: Yeah. If I think about, sorry, if I was just thinking about self-awareness there, I would imagine there's different paths into self-awareness. How, how do you tangibly become self-aware of it?
1: Working with a equine assault coach or a coach or therapist um, and it, that can ask you the right questions mm. um, and help you dig into all of that um, yeah. self-awareness and, and the whys behind it all, you know, Melissa, Melissa's right. program teaches all about the background. Um, you know, there's right. a lot of stuff that can be in the forefront um, yeah. that we think is the problem, right. but we need to really get down yeah. to the nitty gritty down to the background, yeah. um, and figure out why and oh, yeah. what happened. Um, and then we can start moving forward from that and, and be more reactive hmm. or re- more responsive instead of
0: reactive. Yeah. 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 I, I wanted to unpack that a little bit. Cause I knew that, um, you know, self-awareness, um, as a concept is a big, big over the big picture of things makes mm-hmm. total sense. And then there's, so I could say like, Oh yeah, no, I'm totally noticing that I'm being bullied, but there's like you said, all the whys behind that, and that's where you really start to unpack different layers of self awareness. Where maybe in the past you've tried to break through the bullying, um, or or become self aware, but you haven't been asking the right questions and getting deep enough to right. to all the whys behind that. And I love that you, that you point to just coaching is. I think sometimes we try to be so independent, you know, like yeah. just fix it for ourselves,
1: right? And and oftentimes you can, uh, but sometimes you you've got to have somebody else ask the hard questions,
0: right? Yeah, of course. And yeah, how we'll, old Joe yeah. accountable. Totally. It's hard to do it in your own fishbowl. It's hard to see what you, you know, it's hard mm-hmm. to see that in your own fishbowl. Yeah, I think. Um, and I think if you want the the transformation of it, if you want the, the, the transition of it to happen faster, I definitely think that happens with other people helping. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because you could spend five years trying to move past the bullying, or you could do it in I don't know how long your sessions are, but I imagine like what I've known from this, this podcast is like it happens fairly quickly with, with this approach.
1: It does, it does. And with the horses, the horses have such a keen awareness of where we're at. Um, oftentimes they, they get it before we do
0: and yeah, they right. help
1: bring us to that awareness.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I love it. So cool. I love this. Well, if you had to give some advice for um, anybody feeling bullied, whether it's a parent and they have kids being bullied or it's a, uh, a, an adult who in their own life is being bullied at work or at home, how would you like, what's the first step for them to take to move to the other side of that?
1: Take a breath, mm-hmm. realize what's happening. If you're at a safe place where you can safely say something to someone, say it find your voice Mm, mm
0: -hmm.
1: and say, hey, this is not okay. Mm. You might've said you were joking. You might've thought we were playing back and forth, but it's not, it's Mm. crossed the line. If you're not in a safe place uh, that you can do that, find somebody that you can talk to. Mm. Find somebody that can be a mediator between you and your bully. Um, But the biggest thing is take a breath, Assess the situation of where you're at and see if it's safe to move forward or find somebody and find your voice. You have got to find your voice. You have to stand up for yourself Hmm. because nobody else is going to do it for you.
0: Beautiful. If people want to reach out to you um, for help in finding their voice, um, finding alignment and um, stepping into what's next for their life, how do they reach out to you?
1: So my website, www.throughthehorse.com. I'm also on Facebook and my Facebook business page is through the horse and my phone number here in Rollins, Wyoming is 307-321-6715.
0: Perfect. Just NFYI, you work with people remotely as well, like through a phone.
1: Absolutely. We can do phone coaching. Um, Rollins, Wyoming is pretty remote um, and I'm happy to have you come out to my 20 acres and meet my herd, Um, but we can also do it remotely through Skyping or, or phone coaching.
0: Perfect. Awesome. So great. Thank you so much, Michelle, for this important work in the world. And um, here's to you and all of the, the freedom you're creating for people. Thanks so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much, Chris.